0: the difficulty we have in calling someone a liar. People do not believe lies because they have to, but because they want to. Malcolm Muggeridge It appeared that Phil had drawn the long straw that day. The foreign asset he was scheduled to meet at a downtown hotel in a country that can't be identified due to the sensitive nature of the CIA's work there had served the agency well for 20 years, and his loyalty was thought to have been proven. The asset, whom we'll call Omar, had been questioned by CIA personnel on numerable occasions over the years in debriefings and routine security interviews, and his credibility was reinforced with every encounter. Omar had earned his stripes as a trusted partner who was prepared to carry out the mission whenever he was called upon. Phil and an Office of Security colleague had been dispatched from their home base at Langley a couple of weeks earlier to conduct routine interviews with key assets in several countries in the region. Just like the CIA employees themselves, these assets had to be regularly interviewed to ensure that they continued to meet the agency's stringent security requirements. The work was interesting. It was always a welcome change to get out into the field, but grueling. These interviews could be extraordinarily intense and could go on for hours if an asset showed any sign of deception under questioning. A stickler for doing his homework, Phil reviewed Omar's file like he was preparing to coach his beloved East Carolina University Pirates in a game against Virginia Tech. He studied accounts of Omar's past activities as if he were watching game film, trying to pick up any obscure detail or nuance that could help ensure a win. When he finally closed the file, he basked in his good fortune. This one was going to be easy. Omar was obviously squeaky clean. Phil's colleague caught him at the door as he was leaving their secured location to conduct the interview with Omar. Hey, I guess you're not going to be around to get some dinner later, huh? Oh, yeah, I will. This one's a piece of cake, Phil assured him. I'll be there in two hours. His colleague was clearly skeptical. No way, he said. Look, I finally got lucky, Phil insisted. I know I've had a ton of tough ones lately, but this one's different. This guy's been looked at by so many of our guys that there really just isn't anything to worry about. Two hours. Phil headed for the prearranged site of the meeting, a guest room in a high-rise hotel in the middle of town. Just getting Omar to the hotel was a clandestine operation in itself, a carefully choreographed plan that had been carried out with exacting precision to protect Omar from discovery by hostile intelligence services. When Phil and Omar were securely settled in the designated room, a suite with a comfortable sitting area on one of the higher floors, the two engaged in cordial conversation, and then Phil got down to business. Phil sat on the sofa and invited Omar to have a seat in the adjacent easy chair. With hundreds of similar interviews under his belt, Phil had the drill thoroughly rehearsed. He was relaxed, but businesslike, as he began to go through the prepared list of standard questions. Not surprisingly, Omar responded to them directly and comfortably. Phil could see that after 20 years, Omar, too, knew the drill. You've worked for us for years, Phil acknowledged. Have you ever worked for anybody else? It was an easygoing way of confronting this longtime, trusted asset with the question that had to be asked. Had he ever worked for the bad guys? What happened next stunned Phil. Omar shifted in his seat, paused, and with visible discomfort responded with a question. Can I pray? Phil felt like a quarterback had gotten creamed from behind as he scrambled out of the pocket. Whoa, where did that come from? He had absolutely no expectation of seeing that behavior from Omar, and yet there it was. Sure, No problem, Phil said, still recovering from the wallop. He expected Omar to bow his head for a few moments and then proceed with his response. So what came next was even more puzzling. Omar got up from the chair and went into the bathroom and returned with a towel. Whatever this guy was doing, Phil was thinking, it wasn't good. And it simply didn't make any sense. Omar's unblemished record and Phil's certainty that he hadn't been lying in the interview to that point meant there had to be a reasonable explanation for Omar's actions. Omar approached the window as Phil scrambled to make sense of what was happening. What is this guy doing? Is he going to try to signal somebody with a towel? How bad is this going to get?